everyone. Welcome back to the Metalheads podcast. I'm your host, Faye, and this is the second of two end-of-year episode uh, specials, if you like. Today, as you've seen, I'm joined by a very special guest. I've interviewed him before. He's a really, really genuinely kind, super sweet guy. He provides the awesome vocals for Undeath. It's Alexander Jones. So we had a little discussion about our top 10 favourite albums from this year. And I'm going to say his albums were pretty surprising. There was a lot of variation, a lot of underground stuff, some pop stuff in there as well. Quite surprising. So um, listen, check it out, and I really hope you enjoy. And I wish you all a really happy new year. So thank you so much for joining me, Alex. Um, Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No, it's really awesome that you could. uh, I know you're super busy, so I really appreciate it. Um. For those who are listening who might not know who you are, I doubt it, but just in case there are some, could you just introduce yourself a little bit, like who you are, what you do? Uh, Sure. My name's Alex. I sing big air quotes around that one, I guess, uh, <laughs> make vocalizations in a band called Undeath. Uh, we're a pretty straight ahead, no frills death metal band from upstate New York. And that is pretty much the long and short of who I am as a person these days. <laughs> yeah, because you guys have been really busy, haven't you? Yeah, uh, we have been extremely busy. This past year, 2022, was by far the busiest year we've ever had as a band. And 2023 is already looking like it's going to be even busier. So on death is kind of the totality of my existence at this point, which I'm okay with. Well, that's great, though. I mean, you guys deserve it you really do um you Thank seem you. like really nice guys and I've interviewed you for this day in metal before and that was really lovely so I'm, I'm really pleased for you guys that it's it's going really well thank you very much I appreciate that so do your family support you in it or are they like oh he's off touring again they, they absolutely support it I think they get very excited when I tell them about uh like the extensive tours that we're doing and stuff like that I mean we've got some international plans for next year that have yet to be announced and I was just over at my uh, parents house for Christmas and I was telling them about them and I think I think my dad especially likes to live vicariously through me a little bit uh, just in terms of like the strange and exotic places that we get to go and play death metal music for people but yeah they're they're very supportive but I have a great relationship with my parents and I know a lot of people can't really say the same so I'm very grateful for that. Oh, that's amazing. That's really good. And you guys are playing in London next year. We absolutely are. Yeah, I can't wait for that. At the Black Heart, get your tickets now. I have one. I'm going to be there. Yay! It's going to be great. And with Celestial Sanctuary as well. Yep. Yeah, it's, I cannot wait for that tour. It's going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Camden is a great place. Have you been there before? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Um. Not for any extended period of time. I, I went over to to England and Scotland and Wales with my girlfriend like uh, four or five years ago, something like that. And we were in Camden extremely briefly, but it was great. I loved it. Yeah, it's got a great like alternative music scene. It's, yeah, it's going to be a really good night. Hell yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so you've been doing like a bit of, I'm going to say the word journalism. It's funny. That's what my... Uh, that's what my college degree is in uh, that I had never used. But uh, oh, wow, 
yeah, I guess you could call it journalism. I don't know. I, I do uh, I do a column for for metal injection called Choice Cuts. I assume that's what you're probably referring to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's fun. You know, I just I wanted to get back to writing a little bit. Um, I used to write a lot in the past, and then when just for my own amusement, not anything that serious, and then when Undeath started you know, touring more and getting more demanding schedule wise, I kind of lost any available free time to, to do it in between like trying to manage undeath and my old job at the time. And now that undeath has kind of just become my job, uh, all of a sudden when we're not on the road, I have all this free time. So I wanted to just get back to writing because it's something that I really missed. So I pitched the column idea to Greg, who is the editor in chief over at Metal Injection. And basically the conceit of the column is that bi-weekly I talk about it, either an album, typically it's an album or a, or a label. I know I've talked about the label Sentient Ruin in the past that I just think is underrated and, and worth talking about. So yeah, if people want to check that out, they can head on over to Metal Injection, open up that search bar, type in choice cuts and you'll be able to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read them. I think they're really great. That's why I wanted to like just talk about it because me and a lot of people in the metal world will know you as, you know, for undeath, but they might not know that you do. You write as well, and you write really well. Like I can tell it's something you've like done at school, like you've studied. It's it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Thanks, I appreciate that. So the reason I got you on here is because end of the year, two thousand twenty-two has been insane for extreme metal um like i've i've been spoiled for choice for you know all these different bands and albums that get sent to me every week in my inbox it's just insane like but i have managed to narrow mine down i did a top 20 but i've done that on a separate thing so i just wanted to hear if we could just talk about maybe our favorite 10 albums of the year yeah i got an envelope that i wrote all 10 of them down i can see that I'm ready to go. I hope this wasn't anything important, but uh, this envelope. But I, I'm I'm set. <laughs> Just don't show it to your girlfriend. It's fine. <laughs> no. Cool. So if we start with your number ten. Hmm. So my number ten for 2022, and I will say before we start, I want to I want to give some honorable mentions really mm-hmm. quick, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Um, I want to shout out the No Moss record that came out this year. They're a great grindcore band from like DC, Maryland area. That record is awesome. Uh, I want to shout out the Vomit Fourth record. It's called Seething, Male- Seething Malevolence. Yeah. Uh, that record's great. Um, and yeah, the, those are just two really quick that I wanted to to make sure that people checked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a billion other honorable mentions I'm sure oh, I yeah, get there to. Is but definitely. We'd, uh, we'd be here for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so instead of doing that, we'll start with number 10. I've got, and a lot of these are like, <laughs> I mean, you know how it goes. A lot of them are black metal records, so the pronunciations are going to be a little uh, helter-skelter, but I'm going to do my it's best half here. the fun of it. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so number 10, Sidon is the name of the band. Uh, the album is On Rio 2, Her Spirit Eternal. Uh, are you familiar at all with this band slash album? No, I'm not. So it's a, I believe, one-man American black metal project. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was completely new to me this year uh, but I think people in the black metal underground who kind of have their finger to the pulse of this kind of thing they mm-hmm. the project's been around for a while so they've been aware of it 
uh i was just really impressed by this album i thought it was great i thought the guitar playing was fantastic there's lots of just like very powerful majestic sounding riffs all over it but it still Mm -hmm. maintains this very uh kind of uh grim and ethereal atmosphere and uh, i just thought it was very a very compelling listen and uh, i will say uh as, as a bit of a disclaimer don't be and this is not a diss to the album because i included it on my top 10 of the year but <laughs> don't be discouraged by the album cover i think a lot of people are gonna look at it and assume it's like maybe a deathcore album or something like that right okay. i i assure you it's not it's it's a very <laughs> sick very impressive black metal record so yeah side on on rio 2 that, that's gonna be my number 10 cool well, my number 10, and I have to also add a disclaimer here. I made my top 20 list before I arranged you as my guest for this episode. So, it's... <laughs> so my number 10 for this whole year, and it has been for a long time, is your is you guys, Undeath. It's time to rise from the grave. Wow. Blew my eyeballs out of my head when I listened to it. But it's just necrobionics. I mean... Wow. So I just wanted to add that disclaimer in because people are going to be like, oh, she only put it in there because she's on her podcast. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, I just love this sound that you guys have because it's, you've got a really nice balance of production, but also it's, it's, it's still like gritty. It's still like, yeah, you, you know what I mean? You're the one that makes it. So yeah, yeah, I love it. I really do. Um, I'm massively into my death metal obviously thanks that's um, awesome i mean I, I i'm in the band but i probably have the least to do with what actually transpires in the band out of anybody <laughs> so I'll, I'll take all the credit <laughs> i mean yeah you just like a lot of vocalists like that you're the front men so everyone just assumes that you like do a lot of it or most of it but then the, the drummer's like hi <laughs> i'm here too turns out it couldn't be farther from the truth <laughs> but yeah number 10 is you guys um and it has been for a long time. So, yeah. And that's why I had to get a ticket. When I saw you were touring in London with Sestra Sanctuary, who I love as well, I was like, holy fuck, I need to go to that. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. No, you're so welcome. Uh, okay, so moving on to number nine, mm-hmm. I got Pharmacist. And the oh. album is Flourishing Extremities on Unspoiled Mental Grounds. Yeah um it, pharmacist i mean I, I can they're it's a great great project it's sort of like you know just for the listener if uh if carcass stopped trying to evolve their sound after symphonies of sickness i feel like it's the best way to describe pharmacist there's like you've got those hints of melodicism on there there's lots of like epic solos but like it, it just it sounds like if carcass just kept doing their thing yeah forever and what that natural kind of evolution would sound like. And I, I just thought it was a, a really amazing death metal record. I agree. I really enjoyed that. It's one of a thousand honorable mentions I could have this year because that was that was a really good record. It really was. And I I gotta I gotta shout out Tommy from Undeath, our bassist, because he's actually the one that turned me on to this project because he was wearing a pharmacist shirt one day and I asked him what it was and he was shocked that I hadn't already discovered them. So yeah. Tommy, if you're listening, thank you for putting me on to this man. Awesome. That's a great choice. So 
Mine are benign. Came in late this year. I think it was like October, November it came out. But it's ingested with Ashes Lysil. I fucking love it. Nice. It's such a good record. I, I, I love them. I really do. And they're British as well. So, I mean. I was going to yeah. say, those are your country, man. Absolutely. But, I mean, fuck that album. I knew it was going to be good because I don't think they've released an album yet that I've thought, meh, that's okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, from Hollow Words, just amazing. Really amazing. I take, I'm take. i guessing you've heard it. Yeah, I listened to it, I think, right when it came out. And it, it's one of many, many albums this year that, uh, because we were on the road so much, I didn't really get to give more than one honest listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's fair enough. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. But, yeah, it's like everything on my top ten is stuff that's just made, like, it's like the rare albums that I was able to listen to more than twice, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but yeah that ingested record is cool and they've been they've been a sick band for a long time they really have it's also the reason i picked you as a guest for this because i know you're more you're more into like like black metal i'm not really it's not like i don't i just i'm not into black metal i'm not in that scene i'm more like a death metal i know and i see i follow you on like um instagram and stuff and stuff you post about i'm like it's all pretty underground stuff so you know i didn't want to invite someone on and they'd be like slipknot Please don't tell me Slipknot's on your list. I can't imagine. They're not. I I, I have been a Slipknot <laughs> hater since day one. But uh, if if anybody from the fabulous Not Fest Corporation is listening to this podcast, just to forget that I said that, please. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, that's why I picked you because I knew you'd have some like stuff that even I'm probably like I haven't listened to. So yeah. That was my number nine, ingested. Great. So number eight, a uh, little bit different here. I've got Charlie XCX Crash. Um, <laughs> are you are you familiar at all with with Miss Charlie? I am. She's the best. Uh, she just this is a highly unorthodox pick for this list, but um, there's actually there's a funny story to go along with with uh, my adoration of her music. So she put out an album in the middle of COVID called How I'm Feeling Now. And that was kind of my introduction to her. Um, I was like, you know, somewhat familiar with the stuff that she had worked on before. Like that song, I Love It, that was everywhere. Um, She did that song Fancy with Iggy Azalea. And like, that was kind of it. Like, I just thought she was this like, you know, here today, gone tomorrow, pop star. Mm. Then she drops this album. I think a lot of it, was self-produced and it just blew me away it's just the the arrangements on it are so incredible like the songs are just it's like banger after banger after banger um and i just could not stop listening to it and then when undeath did the black dahlia murder tour right after lockdown lifted uh in in the united states uh i started playing it in the van one day when we were doing like a really long drive and it turns out and i was kind of embarrassed about it but i was like i just need something to turn on that i can just focus on and everybody in the van was just like lit up they were like oh my god you like this shit too that's great and it was just like <laughs> this enormous wave of relief just washed over all of us because it turned oh, out wow. we were all charlie xcx fans so now i don't know if we're gonna do it in the uk but uh before our sets the house music we requested it's exclusively charlie xcx oh, because please do that in the uk 
it's just like you go to so many metal shows and they just only play metal in between bands and mm -hmm. sometimes it's cool like we played some man of war before i said sometimes just to hype people up but we found that when we play charlie when we're like setting up if you look out in the crowd and look at that, everyone's faces everybody's just like so relaxed and happy and it's just like that's the vibe that we want people going into our sets with we want people to be like loose and, and chill and, and ready to just like party and have a good time so yeah charlie has a, has a long history with this band and, and this new album crash i thought it was great uh the song beg for you is amazing i think it's already top five one of her best um constant repeat is incredible she's just like i don't know anybody in, in pop music that's doing it better than her right now so yeah charlie xcx crash i mean it took me by surprise i'm not gonna lie <laughs> however i love iggy azalea you mentioned her like i like her music to be fair you know it's it's a nice palette cleanser because i listen to a lot of extreme metal like 95 percent of the time so it's nice to have something that's like nothing like that to just sort of sort of Give some kind of contrast, I guess. Sure. So I'm going to check out that album. I'm going to. Great. Yeah. So number eight. Uh, my number eight is a band called Battlegrave. Cool name. I'm unfamiliar. Tell me about it. Australian death metal. Two guys. I've interviewed them. They're super nice. Um, the album's called Cavernous Depth. Um, and the art, the artwork, they got their friend who's a, just happens to be a super famous artist to do it. It's stunning. Like, and he showed me, he sent me all like the progress sketches and like, I, from like start to finish, it's amazing stuff. Um, yeah, just, it's like old school death metal and it's got carcass influences, but it's also modern as well. It's just, it's really cool. Um, considering they're just two guys working out of their basement, pretty much the production on it is insane. Like it's really well done, and that's what made me like just fall for it, really, because it, I just think it they've worked their ass off, they've worked really hard, um, and I think they deserve a lot of attention for it. Battle grave, you said. Battle grave. I'm taking notes. Yeah, do it. I think you'll like it. Cool. I'm literally writing that down right now. Sweet. Cavernous depths. All right. So that was your number eight. Yes. Uh, which brings me to my number seven. Mm -hmm. uh, this is phobophilic, enveloping absurdity. Oh yeah. Um, great pick. Getting back to getting back to death metal here. Mm -hmm. uh, they're they're great. I mean, they're full disclaimer. These guys are good friends of ours. We just wrapped up doing like thirty three shows with them, mm -hmm. so there is a little bit of personal bias there. But That's okay. also. Uh, I think their record is amazing. I just think all bias aside, they released a fantastic debut death metal record this year. Um, it's got that demolic kind of finished death metal flavor to it a little bit. Lots of kind of like jumpy uh, staccato riffs. Um, but then there's also, you know, no shortage of just really dark and, and foreboding atmosphere through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, just a killer record and and you know we've we've been everybody in undeath including myself we've been fans of this band since their first demo came out and i was really excited to hear the full length and it didn't disappoint so yeah enveloping absurdity amazing yeah i, I really enjoyed that record as well so that brings me to my number seven which is paganizer with beyond the macabre that is a <laughs> sick name 
You're making more notes. <laughs> Swedish <laughs> um, now. I, I never have enough Paganizer to listen to. So yeah, Paganizer, Beyond the Macabre, and again, it, I'm a big artwork person. I, I love it, and their artwork uh, is, oh, what's his name? Juan Juan something. <laughs> I follow him on Twitter. He does the most epic work. Um, so yeah, it's, it's purple and blue and just the, the detail in it is stunning. The music is just your classic like Swedish death metal sound. Really oh. creepy, but really well produced and real like good energy to it as well. I really love it. So yeah, that's my number seven. Nice. Mm. Uh, number six for me, get sort of veering off course for this one again, but I've got Birds in a Row. Their album is called Gris Klein. Mm-hmm. Uh, Birds in a Row, they're, they're a screamo band, not screamo in terms of like what your parents think all metal is called, like screamo in terms of like Orchid and Funeral Diner and like the classic wave of, you know, New England American screamo that came out in the early 2000s, late 90s. Okay. Um, they're, they're great, Birds in a Row. They've been around for a while. I want to say since the mid 2000s. My old band, Druce, actually, we, we used to play with them pretty much every time they came over to the U.S. because they did a lot, which was very impressive considering they're from France. But um, And they were doing everything on a shoestring DIY budget. So the fact that they were able to tour America as many times as they did back in the day is, is uh, commendable. Uh, this, You know, I admittedly hadn't really kept up with them for a while, but this new album that came out this year really caught me by surprise. It's it's way more kind of, I guess, like m- melodic sounds like a scary adjective to give a heavy band because you worry they're going to like mix in clean vocals and shit and it's not going to work. But it, it has this melodicism to it that's very enticing. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of more like traditional song structures on it than just like the classic screamo thing of you have a minute and a half long song and you just blaze all the way through it and nothing repeats like lots of repetition lots of kind of like meditating on themes uh i, I thought it was awesome I, I would encourage anybody who has like a healthy curiosity about screamo to check it out because mm-hmm. it's a great introduction to the band for sure cool that sounds really interesting hmm. gris klein check it out and the, the artwork's great too the, the singer uh since bart he does a uh, He's a tattoo artist in France and he does all of their, not all of their, but he's done a lot of their artwork for their merch and stuff. And I'm pretty sure he painted the cover for this one too. Oh, nice. That's really cool. So on to my number six is, I mean, and I'm sure I'm like a hundred percent sure you've heard of Psychroptic. Um, Oh yeah. Psychroptic Divine Council. Um, I mean, I'm writing it down anyway, even though I know the band. Yeah, Divine Council was their latest album. Um, I interviewed them for This Day Metal when it came out. And Dave, the drummer slash founder of the band, he's just such a nice guy. Tech Death. I love Tech Death, as in it's my favorite thing to exist. Um, And yeah, it's just classic. And he's just, you can tell they're seasoned. Like, you can tell, just they're so... It's just like it's natural for them and the way they write songs and the vibe you get from their music is just, it's kind of addictive in a way. Like, I really love it. So it's just a really, really good Tech Death album. And I mean, what more do you want? So yeah, that is my number six. 
Nice. Psychotic. They've been around forever, man. It's cool that they're still putting out good shit. Oh, they're smashing it in the drummer. He's got another band called Werewolves. Yep. Just fucking great. That's insane shit. But that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> Werewolves puts out like four albums a year. I don't know how they yeah. do it. No, I don't either. <laughs> so now we've entered my top five. Oh, yes. And we are going to get back to metal soon, but first we're going to talk about the album Dissolution Wave by a band called Cloak Room. Are you familiar with Cloak Room? I am, but I don't know Great. why. I couldn't tell you any of their music, <laughs> but it rings a bell. <laughs> uh, do you know a band called Nothing? No. They're like a, a shoegaze band. The the singer slash guitarist in Cloak Room, I think, plays guitar in Nothing now, so you might be familiar with them that way. But uh, okay. Cloak Room's great. They're on a metal label. They're on Relapse right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, I've been a fan of them for a while. Um, you know, they, they used to be on a label called Run for Cover, who does a lot of kind of like m- things more in like the emo and indie rock realm of music. And But Cloak Room always kind of had that like metal edge to them, I guess. So it kind of makes sense that they're on Relapse now. Like they have lots of really heavy guitar tones and stuff like that. And you can tell just by like the shirts that they wear that they're all like metal heads just playing not metal music. But this album, Dissolution Wave, I think it's their third or fourth. I want to say it's their third full length. Um, and it's it's just fantastic. It's it's uh, shoegaze that's kind of distilled down to its essence. It's very uh, <laughs> ruminative, I guess. I think that's a word. It's very uh, it's very reflective. Very kind of like. Uh, patient music it, it's it's very easy to get lost in um nice. but still it has this like heaviness to it uh in terms of like gravity not in terms of like riffs um and it's awesome and doyle the the singer he i think he's just a super underrated lyricist i think he is very kind of subdued in the way that he writes about things in the way that most lyricists aren't um and uh, yeah i think this is the kind of album that is absolutely worth like listening to on really good speakers Mm -hmm. uh listening to loud and like reading the lyrics along to it which is a practice that i think is unfortunately kind of a dying art with a lot of music like just sitting down and listening to music but uh yeah yeah cloakroom dissolution wave can't can't possibly recommend that one enough amazing that sounds really good yeah so i'm i'm getting away from extreme metal now with my number five um this is just a heavy metal album. It's not, it, and it's by a band called Sumerlands. Yeah. Um, the album is called Dream Killer. It took me by surprise because it's, yeah, it's just your classic heavy metal sound. The production is stunning. The guitar riffs, everything. The vocalist, his vocal range is insane. Like, it's amazing. Yep. He's got that real old school sound to it. I love it. And it just took me back to like when I was a kid, you know, my dad and well, both my parents are into like, like Motorhead, ACDC and like Judas Priest, all that kind of stuff. So I grew up listening to that and it just took me straight back to my childhood when I heard this album. Um, So it's just that whole nostalgic thing. And they're just really great musicians. I I really love it. So um, yeah, that, that got an instant number five spot on my list. Yeah, I love that. That's the Relance record too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to be talking about it shortly 
Um, oh, cool. But it's, it's sort of a, a small spoiler. But uh, before we get to that, number four, uh, I got Sedimentum. And we alluded to, or I alluded to, uh, album titles that I would not be able to pronounce at the beginning of this list. <laughs> and here comes one of them. Uh, this is, album is called Separation Morphogenesique. <laughs> wow. I mean, look, I'm from upstate New York. I'm not from Quebec. I don't like, I don't speak <laughs> French. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm British, sorry, so Sedimentum. I can't much help with that. So. I At least you're geographically it. closer than I am, uh, but uh, I, I'm sure you guys are, are nice guys, Sedimentum. I hope that you don't kick my ass when I inevitably see you uh, for mispronouncing this album cover or title, but <laughs> hey, it's a great album. This was uh, probably my favorite death metal album that came out this year. Oh, wow. um, it, it's, I, I think the best way to describe it is it's goopy. Uh, it's it's a very kind of like dirty and goopy sounding record, but it it has this like it's so ferocious and 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 mean sounding the entire time, but it's always goopy, which I which I loved. Uh, I love that adjective because I know exactly what you mean. Never never stops being goopy. Like you know, like Cerebral Rot, like that's a goopy yeah. band. Yes. Uh, like uh, like fetid. It's a goopy death metal band. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sedimentum kind of falls into the same category of goopiness, but it's fast instead of slow. And uh, and I have discovered uh, here at the end of my life that I am into uh, fast music over slow music most of the time. So mm-hmm. that that tends to be uh, it tends to be a good indicator of something that I'll enjoy. Um, uh, but yeah, Sedimentum separation morphogena etc etc great album they actually did uh, a record with phobophilic they did a split i want to say like two years ago that was great oh, cool um so yeah check them out mm. awesome so my number four more tech death because you know i'm all about that um it's a french tech death band called exocrine and the album is called the hybrid sons Super nice. fast, intense technical death metal with breakdowns and just riffs and blast beats for days, and it's just everything I love about technical death metal. It's nice. Funny. Are you a are you a decrepit birth fan? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I yeah. had a feeling. That's great. So yeah, just it's so intense. And I get like goosebumps listening to it. Like that's the feeling it gives me, which is weird for an extreme metal album, but I, it, it, it it like hypes you up. It's it's yeah. it's real like like yeah, it's just like pure adrenaline in an album. It's amazing. So yeah, that was my number four. Cool. The hybrid sons. Is that sons with an O or a U? U. Okay, I have it written down with an O. God damn it. Okay, the hybrid sons. Yeah. You've entered my top three. Ooh. Uh, I know everybody was waiting on bated breath for this, so I'm gonna I won't waste any more time. Uh, number three is by a band called Sumerlands, and the album is called Dream Killer. You were, I mean, you already put it so succinctly. I don't know if I have really much to contribute. <laughs> amazing band, amazing album. Uh, I loved their debut when it came out. Oh, was it four or five years ago? Uh, I, I was under the impression the band was done. 
because I'm pretty sure they have a new singer. And I assumed when the old singer quit, that was kind of going to be the end of it. But uh, that's just like my vain frontman mind coming out. <laughs> <I'm> like, well, <laughs> when the singer quits, the band's over, right? <laughs> uh, but that is not the case. And I'm glad they continued because I think Dream Killer is fantastic. I think it's even better than their debut. One thing that I think that people don't mention enough about this album is that it has glam metal influence all over it. That yeah, like it there does. are moments. There are moments on this album that sound like Cinderella. And I think that is a great thing. I think that is a well of heavy music and heavy metal that is not plumbed nearly enough. Uh, so yeah, Dream Killer, great album. Everybody should listen to it if you like just metal. If you're a metal fan, there's you have no excuse. You got to check this one out. Yeah, it's what I call, and this is not an insult. I mean this in the best way. It's like easy listening because it's not, it's got a lot of extreme metals quite intense like you it's quite like your brain has to use a lot of energy like processing it but this is just really it's just great music and like it it's there's something for everyone like you said there is glam metal influence on there there really is it's like a easy listening is a great way to describe it i mean it's like life affirming metal it's it like is. sometimes like when you listen to metal like you said it's just a very intense process but this one it's like you can just throw Dream Killer on and just cruise. Absolutely. And you can feel like you can accomplish anything. That's that's great. I don't think enough metal albums really do that these days. I think I did a live stream with This Day Metal and I talked about it. I think I referred to it as Happy Heavy Metal. And I think I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> There's that song. Uh, it's like the third or fourth song. It's called like Night Drive or Night Ride or something like Night that. Ride. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's like one of the best songs I heard all year. I think Edge of like the Knife the- is my favorite from that album. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's amazing front to back. So my, yeah, my top three now. Uh, number three is actually the t-shirt I'm wearing. Nice. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> uh, it's a what band called Freedom, Freedom of Fear. And yeah. the album is Carpathia. Yeah, you write this down because you will like this. Freedom of Fear, Carpathia. Yeah. Tell me about it. So, <clears throat> think of every single metal genre you've ever heard of. Give me a second. All right, got it. It's all on this album. And then, like, sprinkle some jazz on top. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's in, it sounds ridiculous. And I heard it, and I, I read the concept for it, and I was like, hmm, weird. But it it's insane. It's very it's sort of black metal bass. So their vocal style is very black metal. A lot of like the guitar riffs and the drum stuff is black metal. But then they'll just switch into this like insane instrumental. And then there's like some jazz. And then there's a bit of mellow death. And then they'll like put some clean vocals. It's just insane. It, and the song Nebula, seven minutes of just perfection. So I would really, there's something on there for everyone, no matter what kind of metal you're into. It's wow. it, it's stunning. Okay, I'm I'm thoroughly intrigued. I can't wait to listen to that. With Adam Burke artwork. Uh, okay. Okay, okay. It, it, it's, yeah. I'd be cool. interested to hear what you think, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to check all of these out literally the second we're done with this. Awesome. So, uh, you I'll, have my report. <laughs> I'll have my report on your desk in the morning. Cool. Um, 
So now we're in my top two. So uh, it's pretty much a no, no real spoiler here, but it's pretty much mostly black metal from here on out. But uh, number two, I've got Dressed in Streams, and the album is Vande Mataram. Uh, this is a one-man American black metal project. I cannot tell you how many times in my life I've said those words in that order when talking about <laughs> something that I like. Um, I, this this project has kind of like enticed me from the moment that I read about it, honestly. It's all about like the history of Indian independence oh, wow. and all of their they haven't been around for too long but uh it's all kind of based around that that general like time period and and theme and they put out a lot of really promising demos or i should say he's put out a lot of really promising demos that i really enjoyed uh and he actually put out two releases this year i believe at least two but the full length vande mataram it's just amazing Mm -hmm. it's it's like I, you know, as somebody who attempts to record music himself, sometimes I'm always amazed when people are able to get such like incredible recording fidelity, and especially out of black metal, and still have it sound like raw and uh, feral. And this album is is like that. It it has this intensity to it that I love, but it it also sounds so like grandiose and uh, and like expansive. Uh, it's great. It's great. 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 Great black metal release can't recommend it enough and i really didn't see a lot of people talk about it this year which bummed me out so uh yeah vande Mataram by dressed in streams highly 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 recommended cool you say you like one man black metal projects do you like the band hell ripper i've never even heard of that wow i'm a poser <laughs> so he's one man scottish black slash speed metal he's dropping a new album next year um yeah he's a lovely guy he does great stuff so yeah check him out cool yeah so my number two is it's fit for an autopsy Mm. with oh what the future holds i that whole melodic sort of death corey death stuff i i have a soft spot for that like and just the intro to that first song i knew immediately i was like oh fuck this is this is gonna be great (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I'm sure like, everyone listening has heard it because they're, you know, quite popular. But yeah, just, they got Gojira vibes and I'm a massive Gojira fan. Um, I just love it. It's just, it's heartwarming. And I think I've literally played it every day since it got released in, when did it get released? I have it here. January. So yeah. That's impressive. That's- I feel like a lot of stuff that gets released at the beginning of the year kind of gets forgotten about at the end. Well, it was like last year when I was doing my top 20 list, I had Frozen Soul on there and their their album got released in like January or February. But that was, that was like a, that was just a runner all the way through. So yeah, and this is the yeah. same. I just love it. Yeah. Great. My number two. Very cool. Mm. So we're at my number one and it's a tie between Ooh. two albums. Okay. I just could not decide on one being better than the other. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of a, a decision between love and hate here with the with the themes of these albums because tied for number one I have uh, Procreate Inverse by Black Fucking Cancer. <laughs> That's kind of the 
hate end of the spectrum. Amazing. And then the other number one that I had was Friendship, Love, and Warfare, or in War, by Goots for Lot. And that is the uh, the love album that I have. Um, I love that. <laughs> so they're both incredible. The two albums, these two albums I listen to more than anything else this year by far. Um, and they, they could not be more different than each other in terms of like what their message is, I guess, because like the Black Fucking Cancer record. It's just like eternal warfare upon all life. It, it's just like the most nihilistic, negative record I've heard all year. Um, really, like just mind blowing vocal performance on this thing. Like the the main dude behind this project, he's like probably my favorite extreme vocalist right now. Like he's just so convincing in the way that he delivers every line, but he doesn't do it in a corny way. Like he just literally sounds like he wants to kill you which is great there's like no act it sounds like he just went into the booth and he immediately left and killed somebody like it, it's just it's great uh and the riffs are incredible it's it's only like five songs too but every song is like six seven minutes long uh but it moves at such a, a great pace that it never like overstates its welcome at all um yeah just amazing record but then on the other end Goots for Lot, I'll spell that for people. It's G U D S F O R L A D T. Um, guess what? It's a one man black metal project. Uh, <laughs> this album is the opposite end of the thematic spectrum. This album is all about like the unity of human kindness and, uh, you know, how we're all. Uh, you know, unconsciously bonded together in, in the struggle of selves and how the only way that we're going to make it through like the bleak nihilism of existence is to stick together etc cetera, etc cetera. um oh, I love but again that. that's nice yeah this does not deliver that message in like an overbearing or corny way like he it's so like real and it's so uh authentic and uh he has this whole uh, like thesis statement on his band camp where he basically talks about like what the album is about it's in like the, the uh, bio for the record um, and it like he I mean you can I would encourage people to go to the Goots for a lot band camp and read that for themselves because he describes the album better than I could but um, yeah friendship love and war it's, it's it's just full of of like amazing riffs amazing songs um, it's very uplifting the entire time uh, lots of like trad metal stuff on this thing like uh, he'll be doing some very classic like black metal tremolo riffing but then we'll go into this gala part that kind of leads into like harmonized like almost thin lizzie-esque like dual guitar solos and stuff and it all works like it, it, it's all very uh cohesive mm-hmm. and i know a lot of bands like especially a lot of black metal projects try to do a lot at once and it sounds very shoehorned together but this dude like just knocks it out of the park every time. Uh, it, it never sounds like he's trying to do too much. He sounds very confident in everything that he is uh, attempting to accomplish. So, yeah, friendship, love, and war. Uh, and love that record. Procreate inverse. Love that record. Both. Uh, just could not pick one over the other for my number one. So it's it's a tie this year. I mean, that's fair enough. Wow, that sounds really interesting. You can have so to people can the- choose a. They can choose love or hate this year. <laughs> Depends on the mood That's the kind of year you've had. Yeah. So my, my number one of 2022 
it is um it's a legion with damnum um nice again shout out to those guys yeah like they've not had an easy year yeah but uh just technical death metal again but again it's not just you can't i don't think you can label them just as tech death i think there's so many elements there's black metal elements there's jazz there's like a flamenco breakdown in one of their songs which blew my mind um it's just everything clean vocals distorted vocals just it's got everything and it's just it's so emotional like the songs that like if i get emotional and start like almost crying i know that that's that's going to be a winner with me and the song called home just so stunning and all the lyrics like i think the lyrics again with the legion they really get me so just super emotional and yeah i've listened to it almost daily mm. so it's just absolutely stunning it really is yeah, and two i came the... to copenhagen and i couldn't get a ticket and i was so disappointed um two of the guys in that band came out to one of our shows i think it was on the the dying fetus tour mm -hmm. um and i was like not really familiar with them before but they were so cool and they were so nice that like i immediately got in the van and listened to like everything they had ever released <laughs> yeah that's like how good of an impression they made on me just as people and yeah legion is sick absolutely yeah they're really um they're actually a band that I, I've listened to it a bit. I listened to them a bit before, but I'm not, I haven't been like a long time fan from the beginning. Like it's one that I've discovered in the last couple of years and I've just had this amazing back catalog to like go and listen to. Um, it was the same with Sumerlands actually. I hadn't heard of them before this album. And then I was like, holy shit, they've got more stuff. And I was like, yes, I get to listen to this. This is great. <laughs> um, yeah. I love discovering stuff like that. It's great. Yeah. Do you do you find just I'm curious, do you find that like your top three of the year fall into place like right at the end of the year? Mm. It tends to be the case for me too. Like I don't really know what's gonna be number one until like November. Normally that happens with me, but this year it was Fit for an Autopsy was my number one. And then Damnum came out and I was like, Oh shit. Push yeah. that down to number two. But my top five in general has been very, I've been switching stuff out all year. But then that Freedom, this Freedom of Fear album came out in, when was it? October. It was like just before Halloween. And it, that was instant number three and it hasn't moved since then. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, I had Phobophilic at two, like forever. Mm -hmm. And then, because uh, we, we were lucky enough that they sent us the album like really early in the year when it was just finished getting mastered i'm not trying to flex like we're just uh those are, those are my boys sure. <laughs> and uh they uh i was like i don't foresee anything beating this out but then all of a sudden at the end of the year it was like one two three four five things came out that i just couldn't deny it's just crazy how that happens yeah it's like i remember getting to june this year and i was like fuck this year's insane and then i looked at the rest of the year what was coming out and i was like how am I even going to make a top 500? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a luxury problem, right? Having such amazing music to listen to. And I feel like a lot of it, a lot of it, like, especially the last couple of years, people have been in lockdown and they've not been at work. So they've had to, they've been concentrating on their music and it's really come out because now all this music, this like stunning metal is being released and it's just, it's such a treat. I love it. Yeah, agreed completely. 
I really do. And then, because we're allowed to, like, they're allowed to tour now, so we can go out and see it. It's amazing music, and I just think it's it's a great time to be a metalhead. I think it's always a great time to be a metalhead, That's personally. True. <laughs> but, but this year especially, yes, I agree. It, it, we, are, we are spoiled rotten with good metal to listen to. We absolutely are. So yeah, I am super stoked to come see you guys in London. Hell yeah. That's going to be a great night. And if you're around, I'll buy you a beer and maybe get you to sign something. I'll sign whatever you got. I'll sign anything anyone's got. Uh, I'm, uh, I don't care. I'll sign anything. Your under and it's people's underwear. I'll sign. Uh, <laughs> I'll sign like baseball memorabilia. I'll sign other bands' merch. I don't care. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> when we did that Black Dolly murder tour, I cannot tell you how many Carnifex shirts that I signed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, with me, I just have a notebook that I collect signatures in. I have it very anally organized. I write like the band's name at the top and then like they sign it and they sign it where I tell them to sign it because that's how my brain works. (laughs) Bring it to the show. We'll all sign it. Okay, awesome. I'll bring it with me because I did it with like, I've done it with some, some bands are like, are you okay? I'm like, just sign my notebook. Thank you very much. And other bands are like, oh yeah, that's great. (laughs) Yeah, I will bring it with me. Very cool. Well, thank you very much for your time and for joining me and you had some great picks. Thank you very much for the variation. Hey, I tried to keep it interesting. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And uh, yeah, happy new year. Oh, to you as well. Thank you very much.